Welcome back to the Lash Business Lounge. I am your host, Lauren Lappin, and this is the place where we talk all things lash and beauty business related. Hello and welcome back to the show. Today I am going to be talking about something I get asked a lot. How do I do it? How do I I make money in my beauty business? How specifically, how do you make a million? A year in your beauty business. My free ebook, um, which you can download from my website, I'll pop the link in the show notes. It's called Seven Figure Lash Salon. And for those of you who don't know, you know what a seven figure business is. It's it's a business that turns over a million dollars or more in a year. So seven figures. And also, you know, when people talk about a six figure business, it's you know, that $100,000 mark or more. Or people might say multiple six-figure business. You know, there's a lot of multiple six-figure businesses in the beauty space and, and the hair space, but million-dollar businesses or seven-figure businesses are a little bit few and far between. Um, I never thought that I was doing anything special, you know, a few years into my journey. And I... I had actually, uh, I was unhappy with my current accountant and I decided to go interview, I guess, different accountants in my local area, my town of Albury, because I was looking for a new one. And anyway, one one guy, he like pulled out some figures to show me, you know, like statistics and stuff of, you know, median turnover for, you know, salons in, in the hair and beauty space. And I think top tier salons, you know, we're around that five fifty to six eighty hundred thousand dollar mark per year of in turnover or revenue. And I was kind of like, oh, okay, I'm doing all right then. <laughs> maybe I need to um maybe I need to teach people and help people um because I feel like I can, I've got a lot to share. So that was sort of what, what got the wheels turning. So that was back in um, 2018 when I, I sort of started to first think about, okay, I have had a little bit of success here. Maybe I can help others. So this is a question I get asked a lot. And back in January, I did do a post on my Instagram account, taking you behind the scenes of what it takes to make 85K a month. And this post went off. It was my most saved carousel ever out of all the content I've ever posted. Uh, it was it had the highest amount of saves. And, you know, a little side note here for anyone who wants to know what um, your most valuable content is that you put out there is looking in your Instagram insights and looking at what what got the most saves. Um, it's not the most likes or follows or anything like that. It is actually the amount of saves. So the people that have saved your content because they thought it was really special and they want to come back and look at it again because they learned something really valuable from it. So little side note there, um, that's a really good way to see what type of content people find valuable, your audience finds valuable from you. And if you're getting content with high amounts of saves, it's a good sign that you should start creating more content just like that. So moving on, how to make $1 million a year or more. And I'm just going to go over the key points, you know, the things that you need to have in place in your business if you want to get anywhere close to that figure 
in one year. So first of all, like any goal, and if you're an avid listener to the pod of the podcast, you will know that I love goal setting. I always advise that you break down your goals into smaller, more manageable chunks. And if you want to make a million in one year, you need to be focusing on each month at a time. And you need to be making at least $84,000 a month if you want to turn over $1 million a year. So to make $84,000 in a month minimum, you need at least six staff. So six qualified staff that are fully booked and, you know, they're doing every service in your salon, they're fully booked and you are charging them out at at least $100 an hour. So if you have trainees or apprentices or something like that, that you have set their pricing a lot lower than $100 an hour, that's not going to cut the mustard, right? So you need to have at least six lash artists or hairdressers, tattoo artists, you know, beauty therapists, nail techs, you know, whatever it is you are offering in your business, you need to have at least six. This is going to get a lot easier if you have more than six that are fully booked and it's going to get harder if you have any less than six. So you need at least six staff working full-time hours, so 38 hours a week that are fully booked. Now, they need to be earning at least $700 a day for every day your business is open for the month. Now, with this example, I am working off a five-day-a-week business. So my business is open five days a week. There may be some of you out there that are open more. Some of you might be in shopping centres and have to be open seven days a week. So this average amount would go down. That's $700 if you have all six people working seven days, which I really hope you don't. If, if you're open seven days, please don't make your staff come in seven days of the week. They will burn out very, very quickly and will probably not stay very long. But that is a whole other topic. Um, so I'm working off five days a week here. So if you're open five days a week, each each of your six staff members need to be earning at least $700 a day. So if they are working on average 7.6 hours a day, which, you know, if they're rostered on for 38 hours a week, the average amount of hours per day is 7.6. Working hours, this isn't including breaks or anything like that. So bookable client hours, they need to be earning at least 700 so that does allow for a few little gaps or last minute cancellations, but yeah, 700 a day, six staff. Now to fill those gaps and, you know, if there is last minute cancellation or someone hasn't shown up for their appointment, you really need to have a strong retail focus as well. If your staff aren't fully booked, you can easily supplement your service income by selling retail. Now, I don't have a massive retail range in my salon. Uh, my salon is a lash and brow salon. There's not a huge amount that we can sell to clients and I don't believe in the hard sell. There is nothing worse to me than going into a salon for the first time, 
I don't know if any of this has happened to you, but it certainly happened to me in the past and I knew that it was something that I never wanted to um, have in my own business. But just say you got a gift voucher for a salon and you go have a facial and you have this beautiful facial and you're so relaxed and feeling good and you're really thankful that you got this gift voucher from, you know, your partner or your family member or your friend or whatever. Um, or maybe, you know, you just gifted a facial to yourself for the first time. And anyway, after the facial, you're taken into a, a room or you're taken into the um, the waiting room out the front and you are pressured into buying you know, at least five or six products because your skin is shit and, you know, you're not going to fix it on your own. You need all these products to miraculously help you. Now, if this is done in a really nice way, it's great. I have facials occasionally, uh, not very often, not often enough, that's for sure. And I really trust uh, the person that does my skin treatments for me And I will buy pretty much anything she recommends, but she does not try and force, you know, six or seven products on me in one go when I've never used the the range before, I'm new to the business, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't like that. I never wanted that to be how I ran my business and I didn't want to force that upon my staff because I have worked in salons in the past as well where there was such a strong retail focus and it was draining. I used to dread finishing up a facial or a beautiful body treatment because I knew I had to try and sell that person something. And I just used to have this feeling of dread. And, you know, when it was a regular client and they were coming back every few weeks for their facial treatments and they'd already bought all the products, there's nothing left to sell them unless they're replacing something that's run out. I don't want to try and sell them something they don't need. Uh, So I do not believe in that hard sell. It feels icky, it feels gross, and you could potentially be losing clients if you are doing that. Um, So I only have a really small range. I only stock products that I really, really believe in and that I love and that I use myself. Uh, So we have tanning products. I am a tanaholic. I am such a pale person naturally, (laughs) and I tan every week without fail. Um, so I have Loving Tan, my favorite range of self-tanning products. I have some brow products. I have some strip lashes. I have lash aftercare products and eyelash extension stay safe eyeliner, lash growth serum, anything you need so, to sort of um, look after and maintain the health of your natural lashes. Oh, we have brow oil. So oil for clients that have lamination Um, that need to condition their brows after they've had a lamination treatment. So pretty small and we do sell a bit. We don't sell as much as some salons, which is totally fine. Uh, We are very, very booked out, but it is great to have a, a retail range there that does support the services that you offer in your salon. And what I mean by that is please don't get a whole new range in just because you think you should or somebody else did it in your local area and you thought, oh, that's that's a good idea. Let's let's start selling jewellery. Um, <laughs> and don't laugh because that is something I have seen beauty salons doing. And it's like, why? You're a beauty salon. Why, why get a range of earrings in? It's just clutter. It's money spent. I, I look at retail shelves and I just see money. 
And if that money's not moving, I I don't like it. I want that money to be moving. <laughs> I don't like money sitting on the shelf for too long. So if you have a retail range, great. You need to know it inside and out so you can comfortably and confidently sell it to your clients so it will boost your revenue. But I'm not a fan of the, the hard sell. Just get a few products in. If you don't have a retail range in at all, it is a good idea to have a small one. But yeah, you can easily boost your revenue with retail products if your staff or yourself aren't fully booked out. So that's going to help you get to that million dollar mark if you are selling retail. The next thing you need to focus on is customer service. And what I mean by this is having someone that is running your appointment calendar. I have a full-time receptionist and I have had a full-time receptionist since 2017. So out of the nine years, because I am ticking over nine years this year in business, having my salon, out of seven of the nine years that I, or six years, sorry, six of the nine years that I've been open, I have had a full-time receptionist. Now, A lot of people, a lot of salons do not see the value in having someone that is fully focused on the bookings and client care. I think if you want to have a big business and you want to reach that seven-figure mark, you really need to have a strong customer service standpoint and you need to have someone that is optimizing your calendar. So, Someone who can support you, you know, they can flip a room in between clients for you. They can go get supplies. They can optimize your bookings. They can answer the phone. They can talk to people that walk in the front door straight away. There's no waiting. You don't have to get up. Your other staff members that see clients don't have to get up and interrupt the treatment. You know, someone that can take a cancellation, cancel the appointment, and fill it straight away with either someone from your wait list or someone that they've got sitting in their head who knew they knew that they wanted an appointment that day is invaluable. My receptionist, who I've recently promoted to my salon manager, Sarah, is amazing at this. She is worth every penny that I pay her. And Without her, I'd be lost. My girls would be lost. Um, She's an amazing, amazing member of my team. And I wouldn't go without a receptionist ever again. She does so much for us and she optimizes the absolute shit out of our calendar. She closes up gaps. You know, if, if we haven't got anyone on the wait list that's suitable to fill a gap, She'll post it on stories straight away. Now, you know, when you are busy with clients, you just don't have time to do that. You can't stay on top of it. And you can't expect your team of beauty therapists or hairdressers or, or whatever you're doing in your salon, you can't expect them to be on top of it either because it's not their main role. So I believe that having a, you know, a customer service person or receptionist, front of house, whatever you want to call it, is a very, very smart investment, especially if you are looking to make big numbers because they will just assist you 
you know, they can check clients out so you aren't running late. They can sell retail. They can do your social media, optimizing your calendar. Like I said, there are so many things. And Sarah does a lot of stuff for me inside my other businesses as well. So don't think that you haven't got enough work for a full-time receptionist to do. If you think you haven't got enough work for them, you're, you're holding on to too much control and you need to let go of some of that control and hand it over to someone else so you don't feel burnt out. But again, that's a whole other topic. <laughs> so my point number three is, yeah, having someone that is solely focused on customer service and optimizing your calendar and bookings. The next thing, you need to be teaching your team how to add on and upgrade treatments. So I would suggest doing regular trainings on this around the language that you use and how you would ask your client. Again, if there's gaps in the calendar uh, that aren't filled and like I mentioned earlier about the retail opportunities, you can be upgrading services. So if you have just say someone in for a normal brow tint and brow shape, for example, it's a 20-minute appointment or a 15-minute appointment or however long you allow for it and your next client cancelled and all of a sudden you've got an hour gap. It is so easy to upgrade that treatment. I would just talk to your client about the benefits of henna or a brow dye treatment instead of a normal tint or perhaps you could add a lash tint on as well. In my experience, nine times out of 10, if I ask someone if they need anything else done today, they always tell me something. I go, oh, yeah, actually, could I have a lip wax? Or, oh, yeah, if you've got time, I'd love my lashes tinted. I haven't had it done in so long because you're always so booked out and, and there's, never, there's never room for it. So teaching your team the art of adding on if they have time or upgrading an example of this is, you know, a lash tint, brow tint, brow shape, half an hour. Actually, I have time for a lash lift and tint and brow tint and shape. Would you like to do that today instead? I've got the time. My next client just cancelled. If you've got the time, yeah, I can fit it in. And most of the time people say yes. So teaching your team this and getting them to actually optimise their day is really, really valuable and, you know, only goes towards, you know, reaching that million-dollar mark in your business as well. You need to have a wait list. So do not underestimate the power of FOMO. So FOMO, for those of you who don't know, is fear of missing out. Please don't post your availability on your stories every day. If you do, one appointment. Don't do this every day. You could do it once a week. If you want to do it every day, please only one appointment. If you do this, multiple appointments, multiple days a week, you are teaching your audience that you are very easy to get into and that there's no urgency at all when you do put an offer out there or a last minute availability or, you know, last minute cancellation. I have time for a full set today. People aren't going to act on it because you put up your available appointments all the time. So please don't do it. You need to act like, even if they're not, 
but, you know, fake it till you make it, right? You need to act like your appointments are always limited. Promote your wait list instead. So instead of promoting your availability, promote to your wait list. I use Timely and I love Timely. I'm not paid by Timely. If Timely are listening and they want to pay me to promote them, I will. (laughs) Um, But I love Timely. I've been using it for, I think, seven or eight years now. And they have a wait list feature and you can actually link to it. So with Instagram now, there's link sticker available to everyone. You can actually link to your wait list in your stories with the link sticker. So that is a better option than always posting your availability. I would rather see a story from a salon daily about how appointments are limited. If you want to add yourself to the wait list, you can do so here. It just increases those feelings of FOMO and your last minute appointments are more likely to be snapped up really, really quickly. So you want a pool of people that are ready and waiting for any availabilities to happen ASAP. So like I mentioned, I have a full-time receptionist. So, you know, if we do have cancellations or someone hasn't shown up, she can just go to the wait list and fill an appointment straight away. So at any given time, we have probably at least 15 to 20 people on our wait list, minimum. So you need to be promoting your wait list and promoting that you are a little bit harder to get into. If you have a large team, which if you are trying to turn over more than a million dollars a year, you need to keep your team motivated, which is easier said than done because not everyone is motivated by more money. Uh, You need to create a work environment that is happy to be in. Everyone needs to be excited to come to work and happy to carry out the treatments that they do on our clients every day. So, you know, and I, I just think about it from my own point of view, like why would you work any harder than you have to if you're always getting paid the same for each and every hour you work, you know? Who cares if you are sticking lashes on someone or if you are sweeping the floor? Yeah, you get paid 27, 28 bucks an hour. You know, what's the difference? What's the incentive to work harder for you as the employee? I don't know. You need to have individual incentives in place in your business and you need to have team incentives as well. So incentives for the whole team to achieve as a group and also individual bonuses and incentives. You know, this is something that I teach my coaching clients and something that I teach inside of uh, the Salon Boss Mastermind and also Salon Goals. So if you are interested in learning how to motivate your team and incentivize them so that they're always performing at their highest level, uh, please reach out, send me an email or you can send me a DM on Instagram. And last but not least, this one is a given. We've already sort of touched on it, but you need to be constantly on socials. You need to be consistent. You need to remind people in your audience and your clients that you exist. If you are struggling to keep up with posts or reels or, you know, whatever it is you're doing going live or or whatever, so, you know, feed posts, if you're struggling to keep up with that, I suggest that you still remain present on stories. 
you know, I feel like an account that has no stories posted and no posts for, you know, a few days, it's kind of like people come to your profile and they're like, "Uh," you know, like the lights are on, but nobody's home kind of thing. So remaining constant and consistent is a really, really good idea because, you know, people aren't going to forget about you. They're going to think about lashes or they're going to think about a brow tattoo or, you know, tans or nails or whatever. And they're going to think of you first. If they've just seen a post, a funny post that they relate to, or, you know, you told a personal story or you educated them on something, they're going to think of you first when they're thinking about booking in somewhere for those services that your business offers or other businesses like yours offer. They're going to think of you first. If they if they saw you recently, they're reminded that you exist, they're going to approach you first. So remaining consistent on socials is a huge thing. Don't think that you don't have to do it. We all have to do it. I know it's hard. I know that we are living in this day and age where, you know, We have to dance around to music and lip sync and point at imaginary things in the air. And it's just like, how did the world come to this? I don't know, but it is this way and we may as well embrace it. So if that's what it takes to grow our businesses and, you know, expand, make a million dollars a year, then I'll do it. I'll be first to admit, I'll do it. And so you need to make it a priority. So if you are trying to turn over a million dollars or more, You need to put time and effort into your social media marketing. So that is stories and posts. So let me know what you thought about it. If you've got any questions or anything like that, please feel free to reach out on Instagram. My handle is Lauren Lappin underscore. So L-A-U-R-E-N-L-A-P-P-I-N underscore. And also, I love to see what you're doing while you're listening to this podcast. So If you're at the gym or on a walk or you're a passenger in a car, please don't take a photo if you're driving. Um, I know a lot of you listen to uh, this podcast while you're driving. Just wait till you are stationary, please. If you're going for a walk, snap a selfie, tag me, post it on your stories. I love to see what you're doing while you're listening. And yeah, that's all I've got for you today, but I will see you online soon.